Hello and welcome to the Hope City Church Podcast. We're always so encouraged to know that God is working through this ministry to touch lives. So if you have a story to share of how God's working in your life, please send a message to lifechange at hopecityonline.net. Now, let's prepare our hearts for a powerful message out of God's Word. God, if it, it weren't for you going before us, for sending your son to die on a cross for us. God, if it weren't for everything that you do for us, God, mothers, we wouldn't stand a chance. God, thank you for displaying the ultimate act of love for us. Thank you for going before us. Thank you for giving us the honor and the privilege of shepherding your sons and your daughters. God, I pray not only for the moms today, but God, for every person in this room, God, would you speak to us today? Lord, we know that I am but just a human woman. God, nothing that I could say could change anyone's life. But God, we know, as the song just said, that when you move, God, when your spirit comes, God, we're different. What we see is different. What we seek is different. God, and we are so thankful for that. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. As uh, Robbie said, I'm really excited to be um, sharing with you guys today. It is an honor and a privilege Um, something I've been asking him to let me do for a long time. And he's finally given me that honor today. So I'm really excited to be sharing with you. Um, You know, I I do wanna stop real quick and just brag on him for a second and say this coming from the woman who knows him best, who knows all of his shortcomings (laughs) and all of his strengths. Um, Pastor Robbie loves you guys. He loves you immensely. He spends hour after hour, minute after minute praying for you, um, seeking after the Lord. And he just so earnestly desires for all of you to move forward in just a growing relationship with Jesus. So can we just give Pastor Robbie a hand real quick? Got my brownie points. No, in all seriousness, it is, um, it's an honor to be here today. And I'm really excited just to share a little bit about what God has been doing in my heart and life. You hear Pastor Robbie say that a lot. He says, you know what? All you're, what you're getting is what God's teaching me, what he's working on um, in my life. And this is just the overflow. And, and that's true again today um, of what we're gonna talk about here. And, you know, if you, if you don't um, know me, if you don't know our family, I am a mom. I'm a mom of five awesome kids that that range from eight months all the way up to 14 years old. I know, bless us. We have a, we have a baby and a teenager. It's scary stuff. But um, it can be really, really hard, right? And everybody in the room can relate. It doesn't matter how many kids you have. You have one kid. It, it's hard. Being a parent is hard. Not only being a parent is hard, but just being a wife, being a woman, being a man, being a follower of Christ it's hard, right? Because it's hard to get outside of ourselves. You know, I think that being a parent and being a mom, it calls us to sacrifice. It calls us to be selfless, you know, and um, we can't just think about ourselves anymore and what we need and what we want. We have to think about somebody else. We are 
having to keep these things alive for crying out loud. Like it's important. God's entrusted us with these beings to shepherd. And um, it's really, really tough. (laughs) Oh, there's my peanut gallery. I was like looking around like, where did Robbie go? Uh, But anyway, it's, it's really hard. And, um, you know, and like Robbie said, I'm not just talking today to the moms, although I am a mom and I'm a woman. And so I totally get that perspective and and where um, we're coming from. But I'm talking to everybody in the room because, you know, we can come to church and, and we hear what we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to love and and um, we read scripture and we spend time with God and we, we see those things and we hear them. And, you know, we know, we get that knowledge, right, of what we're supposed to do. And, you know, I think even on Sundays, we, we come in here, we see our friends, we worship a little bit, um, we hear from the pastor, and we get pretty pumped up, right? You're like, okay, God, I hear you. I hear what you're saying to me. I need to, I need to do this a little bit differently. All right, yes, I'm going to have at it. I'm going to do it. You know, and then we're like all pumped up. We're all in a good mood walking out into the parking lot, and, and we, we think we got this, you know. God has got this, and, and we're going to do things differently. And, you know, then Monday comes, right? And you're like, "Ah, what was that that I was going to do again? It gets hard because life gets in the way because you're a parent or because you uh, go to work or you interact with your spouse and it gets tough. Man, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes in the car on the way home from church, you know, my kids are like in the back seat, they're screaming at each other, they're poking each other and I'm like, ah please stop. And it's driving me crazy. And I don't have any more patience left because I'm tired of hearing them scream at each other and poke each other and all those great things. It's hard. We, we think, okay, I know what to do. I know what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to be patient with my kids and love them and show them grace and, you know, all those beautiful things. But right when the heat gets turned up, Mama's not happy anymore, okay? So I'm going to let you know it. And um, it's the same thing in our marriage, right? My husband, um, bless him, he's awesome. But like the 500th time, it's always that little thing, you know, right? Isn't it? It's always just that dumb little thing that they do over and over again that really sets you off, that sends you over the edge. It's so funny because Robbie and I, we've been leading life groups for a while and married life groups, done some marriage counseling. And it's, it's so funny because like the majority of people that you ask them like what it is that just really like, you know, we can work through this and we can work through that. And then you just like hit a nerve and it's always something really, really small. But the point is we know what we're supposed to do, right? But when it, when it comes down to it, it's really hard to do. And why do you think that is, you know? Why is it that we have that knowledge of what we're supposed to do, but we can't keep on with it? We can't keep on keeping on, as I like to say, because stuff gets in the way. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. I want you to turn to um, the New Testament book of Galatians, um, chapter 6. It's going to be up on the screen, too. But if you have your Bible or your smartphone, I'd love for you to get that out, too, and just follow along. Um, so that you can read up on it later as well. So it says right here in Galatians 6, let us not become weary. Hold up. Isn't that just what we were talking about? Becoming weary. And some, in some versions, it says, let us not become tired. And I 
don't know if I'm just speaking for myself, but I think we can all say we get we get a little tired sometimes. We get a little weary and we don't we don't listen to this. So let us not become weary in what? Doing good. For at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And I want to camp out there for just a second because I think this is one of those those verses, you know, that we've heard a lot that's like wrapped in a pretty little bow and we've heard, don't become weary and doing good. Yeah, blah, 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 yada, yada. That's a great verse. But how many times do we actually stop and really look and see what this, this verse is talking about and what it really means for our life? Because it's one of, I don't know about you, but because it's one of those simple verses that we've just heard over and over, we tend to just kind of just like, oh yeah, I've heard that before. Okay, cool, got it. But if we really stop and think about it, this is what it is. Here, here is this like gem that Paul is giving us in Galatians 6. He's saying, you know what? We do become weary. Like I'm pretty sure Paul, he, he knew like we do become weary. It does happen. But he's saying, you know what? You don't have to become weary in doing good. You don't have to give up. You don't have to stop like we all do when the heat gets turned up. Because, and this is the why, and if you have, um, if you have your Bible open, if you're writing notes, I really want you um, to underline this, to write it down. But here is the why. Here's the why we don't have to become weary in doing good. Because at the proper time, in some translations it says, in due time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. That's the Why? Why are we not gonna give up? Why in those moments where we just wanna be sent over the edge, why in those moments that, hey, the world would tell us like, it's cool, go get ticked off. It's okay, like that's what people do. In that moment when you feel justified for doing not good to someone, why? Why continue to do good? Why continue to love somebody when they don't love you? Why continue to forgive someone when they continue to wrong you? Because if we don't give up, there's a harvest. You know, I think that God is, is trying to tell some of us today, maybe you find yourself, you're, you're at a spot where you're just like, you know what, Samantha, I'm, I'm pretty weary right now. Like, and I feel feel like I have good right to be weary. I find myself at a really tough spot in my marriage, in my home, in my workplace. You know, I think God, he wants you to hear, I see you. I see you, sons and daughters. I see you when you make that choice to do what I've called you to do. Not what your, your husband is doing, not what your kids are doing, not what your coworker is doing, but how you are reacting to your kids and your husband and your coworker. I see you and there is a harvest coming if you don't give up. You know, I think speaking about mothers and, and our kids, this is, is so relevant because like I said, our kids drive us crazy, right? We love them, we love them so much, Probably the reason they drive us crazy is because they're so much like us. It cracks me up because Caleb, our oldest son, is nine, and he acts just like Robbie. And um, it drives him crazy, like drives him nuts. And um, it drives me nuts, too. I, I, I'm just dying laughing all the time. But, you know, Robbie and I, we've, we've been parents. Caleb is our oldest bio child, and, and he's about nine and a half now. So we've been parents for about nine and a half years. And... Um, 
you know, so we're, we're still learning things and, and trying to figure it out. But something we've learned, um, we learned over the last couple years, really. At, at first, as parents were like, yes, okay, we are not going to have bratty kids. We are going to lay down the law. We are not letting anything slide, yada, yada, yada. You know, we all say that, right? We don't want spoiled kids. So we made sure that every time he did something wrong or any of our kids did something wrong, you know, they are getting in trouble. They are going to have the consequences they are going to know what's right. And not to say that we don't still do that, but man, our, our opportunity to pour into our kids' lives, to show them love and to show them grace, it's not just about consequences. It's like our relationship with Jesus. Yes, there's consequences for sin, right? We still, no matter if you're a Christ follower or not, no matter if God has redeemed you, there's consequences for sin. Like God forgives us, right? And, and we're clean, but we still, when we mess up, like there's still some consequences. It's the same for our kids, but there's a piece we were missing in, in that equation, and it was grace. And so a couple years ago, Robbie and I, you know, God was really working on us, and we're like, you know what? We, we really need to be intentional about showing our kids grace and really speaking that out loud. And so we would start, you know, Caleb would get into trouble for the 500th time, and we'd say, okay, now, Caleb, you did this wrong, and if any of you know Caleb, he's, but this is why I did, and da-da-da-da-da, and da-da-da-da, and the 500 reasons why he did this, and he's just like his dad. But anyway, <laughs> no, but we would say, you know what, you deserve to be punished, right? Because you, you messed up, there's a punishment for that. But this time, buddy, we're going to show you grace. You know, you deserve this, but we're not going to give it to you. Unmerited favor, we're going to show you, just like Jesus did, we're going to show you grace and we're going to let it slide this time. And so that was something that we started to do. And, and you know, we don't, like I said, we still, we still, there's still punishment. It's kind of a, it's kind of a dance, you know, back and forth. And, and anyway, it's something we do. But like I said, Caleb, he's a tough guy to not get irritated with. You know, he's, I love him. He's so awesome. But sometimes he just scratches on that last nerve and I just want to go crazy on him. And, you know, something God has continually told me, Samantha, show him grace. Keep doing good. Don't become weary. It's hard. Man, it seems it's always at that last, it's, that, it's not that moment when you're really tired and you, you really just need your kids to be good, that they're just not, right? <laughs> like it's always at the wrong moment. But God kept working on us, like keep on keeping on. And you know, uh, a couple months ago, after we had, we'd been talking to Caleb about this, and you know, Caleb's been seeing people here at the church get baptized, and we've been talking about a relationship with God and what that means. Um, and, and we said, you know what, buddy, when you're ready, you come and tell us, because we don't want to push you. We want to make sure you understand when you're ready to have a relationship with God, you come and tell us. And one night, um, Caleb came downstairs and he said, I'm ready. I'm ready. And we said, okay, buddy, you're ready. So tell us, what did Jesus do for you? And he said, the boy is nine, guys, and he drives me crazy. But the boy was bawling his eyes out. He got it. He understood that, you know what? He said, Jesus died for my sins. And he talked about grace. And I'll never forget that night. I'll never in my, ever, ever, ever forget it. Because in that moment, this verse came alive. It was, you know, 
all these moments that are so difficult as a parent and you don't know if you're doing the right thing and you think, God, I don't, I can't listen to him anymore. Argue with me. I cannot show him grace today. He's just got to go somewhere. It was in that moment, that night that God said, man, look at that harvest. Those little seeds that have been planted along the way when you chose Samantha and Robbie to show grace. Instead of just punishment, when you chose to love, even when it was hard and you were starting to feel weary, there's a harvest. And I think God, he wants you to know today that there is a harvest. If you can just hold on, maybe you're a parent in this room and and you've been praying for your children and you have lost sons and daughters. Maybe they're far away. And you think, I can't do this anymore, Lord. I don't know what else to do. But God is calling you to keep on keeping on. Do not become weary because there is a harvest that will come. God sees you. He hears your prayers. And he is fighting for you. You know, I think this is so relevant in our marriage too. How many times does your spouse drive you crazy, you know? Yes, girl, every day. <laughs> no, but it, it, it's the, the marriage relationship. Man, is this not an opportunity to do this, right? Because we feel justified when our spouse does something that we've already talked to them about. We've already said, hey, this, this ticks me off. This upsets me. And they just keep doing it again and again, right? We're justified. We're justified to tear them down, to say like, what are you doing? Come on, get your act together. But what good does that do? Robbie, come up here for a second. I'm gonna, we're gonna have a little uh, demonstration here. Don't, Don't be scared, it's nothing crazy. So I'm a passionate woman. I know, I'm, I'm scared him. So I'm a passionate woman. Robbie likes to call me cantankerous. I think passionate sounds better. But you know, I'm not cool with just the status quo marriage. Like, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) I'm just waiting on his face. So I'm not cool with just like, okay, you live your life over there. I'm gonna live my life over here. Like do whatever you want because you take care of yourself. I'll take care of myself. Like who cares? (laughs) Yes, boom, 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 boom. Um, I'm not cool with that. So of course, over and over and over and over again, I've told Robbie like the things that bother me and when he messes up, like, oh, what are you doing? Why are you doing this again? Can't you just take that dang trash out on Tuesday mornings? Come on now. Can I get a witness? Yes. Anyway, the point is, is. Why don't you tell us how you really feel? I'm just keeping it real, y'all. So. The point is, in, in, in all of the, in the silly little things and in the serious things in our marriage, we can choose two different roads. We can choose to not become weary in doing good. We can choose to uplift our spouse, or we can choose to tear them down. So here's our, our little demonstration. You ready? So let's just pretend like this table right here is like the perfect marriage. Like I'm looking at that table. I'm like, yes, that is exactly what I want for my marriage. So Robbie's like, okay, I hear you, babe. I'm going to start walking a little bit toward that marriage. It's kind of hard. Like, oh yeah, I'm not so good at this. But then he messes up, right? 
and I have the opportunity to be like, it's okay, babe. Like, let's keep walking. Let's go. Or go, keep walking, babe. Keep walking a little bit. Oh, snap. Or I can be like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Dude, what are you doing? Why, why did you not take the trash out today, right? I can trip him up. I can hold on to him. Keep walking, baby. Keep walking. Oh, I hear you. You know what I mean? Like, when we choose, thank you, babe. That was a good demonstration. Everybody give Pastor Robbie a hand. Here's the point. In our marriage, in, in any relationship, we have the choice. Um, when we're, we want the harvest, the harvest is a good marriage, right? The harvest is a healthy, growing marriage, a, a marriage where our husbands get us and they understand what we want. Yes. Um, that's the harvest. And we can say, you know what? I'm not going to become weary and doing good. Like, yeah, my husband ticks me off a little bit, but I'm going to encourage him because you know what? My husband's human. Like he messes up. And what is, what good is it going to do for when he's walking along and he's trying to get to that better marriage for me to just pull him back down, right? I, I knock him on the floor and he has battle wounds now and scars and I'm putting some weights around his ankles and like he's trying so hard to get there, but it's near impossible, right? For somebody to, to get to this goal when we keep pulling them back. And so something God has just really taught me and it's so hard, y'all, I, I'm telling you, it's really hard because <laughs> I'm passionate and I wanna share how I feel and I wanna tell him what he's not doing right. But man, what good does that do? What good does it do for me to tear down my spouse? We, we all want the harvest. He wants the harvest. I want the harvest. God desires more for us in our life. And he's saying to you today, you know what? I want so much more for you. And yeah, everything's not gonna go your way. Your spouse isn't gonna always do it. They're gonna hurt you really deeply, but continue to do good because in due time, a harvest will come. You know, this is not um, something easy for us to grasp. It's hard to go against our selfish nature. But I want you to think a second about your savior. Think about Jesus. Jesus came to this earth, right? And he had to live a human life. He he developed relationships with his disciples, his followers, you know, and can you imagine being Jesus to have this, this close relationship with these guys to say, I'm going to love you. I'm going to the cross for you. Who's going to the cross for his disciples? And do you know, he didn't grow weary in doing good, even knowing what was to come, even in knowing that his closest friends were gonna just straight up deny him. Gonna say they didn't even know him. I don't even know who that is. And he still did it. Why? Wasn't fun for him. Jesus experienced emotion and agony and pain just like you and I do. But you know why he did it? Because the harvest, because that was not the end. Because Jesus knew he had, he had the 10,000 foot view, as I like to call it. He could see that it didn't stop here. It doesn't stop when our kids are just messing up for the billionth time and our husband, he just doesn't get it. And our coworkers, we're having to pick up their slack because they're not working hard and we don't get recognition for it. It doesn't stop there. 
Scripture says, let us not become weary in doing good. Because at the proper time, in due time, there will be a harvest. And until we can focus on the why, we will never be successful with the what. If you're taking notes today, write that down. Because, you know, we can learn, we can hear, we can come to church and we can take in all this stuff and we can hear what it is we're supposed to do and we can read scripture. But until we understand why, why are we supposed to keep on keeping on? We'll never be successful with the what. You know, we're not gonna get to heaven one day and God's gonna look at us and say, did your kids mess up? Were they making mistakes all the time? How about your husband? Did he drive you nuts? Okay, good, you're good then. No, like God's gonna say, how did you react when your kids were messing up for the 500th time? Did you show them grace? Did you love them in the midst of that turmoil? And you know, I've been silly today. I've been joking around, but I'm not talking just about the little stuff. Man, you're gonna face some big stuff in this life. And it doesn't say in Galatians, it doesn't say, oh, don't become weary in doing good. Well, maybe if you face some really big stuff, then you can become weary. It doesn't say that. Because it's not about the what. It's not about what we're experiencing. It's not about what we're facing. It's not about who we're interacting with. It's all about why. Why has God called us to do that? Because he wants to work all things for good. He wants to see those seeds that you've planted along the way bloom into a beautiful harvest. Can you imagine what it would look like if all of us started to do this? If we said, you know what? I'm gonna stop making excuses and just being weary and I'm gonna push forward. What if we as a church said, I'm gonna do different for my kids. I'm gonna do different for my husband. You know what? I'm gonna focus on what God's called me to because I know that there is a harvest to be reaped. How different could we be? How could, different could our families look? How different could our church look? How different could our friendships look? It's not easy, but man, is it beautiful. Man, is it beautiful when we don't give up, when we push forward toward the harvest. So I'm gonna close out with this. I want you just um, in your own life today, maybe think about what it is that you've been getting weary with. What is it you've given up too quickly on? What is it that God's saying, you know what? If you would just hang on a little bit longer, if you wouldn't be that weight on your husband's legs when he's trying to walk toward a better marriage, if you would be the coworker that people look at and think, man, why are they so nice? Even when I mess up, they're so nice to me. They help me. What's so different about them? I want you guys to really just examine today what it is that God's calling you to because we have to remember the why. The why behind the what. The what is not becoming weary and doing good. The why is the harvest. Let's pray together. 
God, I just thank you today that you, um, you give us the ability, Lord, to do different, to be set apart. You show us that even in the midst of difficulty, even when it gets hard, even when things heat up in our lives, God, that you have something better for us. God, you desire for us to keep pushing forward. You desire for us to not become weary. And it's because there is a harvest that comes later if we can just trust you and who you are. God, help us to be a people who get that, who don't give up in the moment when it gets difficult, who don't throw in the towel. Help us to be a people who follow hard after you and show those around us grace and mercy and love. God, we thank you for who you are, for what you're doing in our lives. God, help us to legitimately walk out of here differently today, to not just take what we've heard, but God, to remember that scripture when when it gets tough. God, that if we'll just hang on a little bit longer, if we'll just seek after you for strength, God, there's a harvest to come. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.